What is up, everyone? It's Quinn here, and in this video, I'm going to be going through my week four quarterback start sets. So talking about every single starting quarterback, listing them as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are the players you feel very confident throwing into your lineup. Fringe options, they're okay. These are going to be more of your back-end QB1s, your high-end QB2s, and then sits, players you'd prefer to keep on your bench. If you have any fantasy questions, drop them down below. I'll get back to you know pretty much everyone who leaves a comment. Um, if you do enjoy the video or you leave a comment, do me a huge favor, hit that like button. Helps me out a ton. But let's jump into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Lions taking on the Packers. I have both of these quarterbacks listed as fringe options. I think both of them have been impressive to start off the season. Jared Goff has looked solid. I feel like this is kind of just where Jared Goff is going to slot in throughout the season. Week to week, he's a back-end QB1 to high-end QB2, pretty much the definition of a fringe play. For the Packers with Jordan Love, he continues to impress uh, three straight games with 20-plus fantasy points. I do just want to see it a little bit more. I know that seems you know a little bit harsh here with Jordan Love. Hopefully he gets Christian Watson back in this game. One more, then I just feel very confident in him moving forward. But the touchdowns have really been hitting like eight touchdowns through three weeks. I don't know how sustainable that is moving forward, but I still think he's been very impressive and is a solid like streaming option, fringe QB1 at this point in the season. Now moving over to Sunday, we have the Falcons taking on the Jaguars. For the Falcons, Desmond Ritter is definitely going to be a clear sit here. For the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence really hasn't been great. Um, in terms of like where you drafted him, he was drafted as a mid-tier QB1. Definitely has not lived up to that through three weeks, but I do believe that better days are ahead here for Trevor Lawrence. I know some people don't love PFF, but he's currently PFF's third highest ranked quarterback, which tells me that he is playing at a pretty high level. It just hasn't necessarily translated to fantasy production. I do think this Jaguars offense is going to get going in the future, and I think he is a solid start here going up against the Falcons. Then we're going to have the uh, Dolphins taking on the Bills. Both of these quarterbacks are locked in starts. Tua has looked fantastic. This Dolphins offense has looked amazing. Mike McDaniel really just has this unit cooking. And then for the Bills, you always fire up Josh Allen as your high-end quarterback one. That's going to lead us into the Vikings taking on the Panthers. Kirk Cousins has put together some really nice performances three weeks into the season. The Vikings defense has really struggled, which has led you know Kirk Cousins to just be able to air it out for three straight games. I think he continued to fire him up as a strong quarterback one play. On the other side for the Panthers, Andy Dalton did have some success coming in for Bryce Young, but you know whether it's Dalton again or Bryce Young coming back, if you got to play one of these Panthers wide receivers in like a one quarterback league, you're probably just not in a great spot. So these guys are both going to be sits for me. Next up, we have kind of like the dumpster fire matchup here, Broncos taking on the Bears. I actually strongly considered Russell Wilson as a start. He's actually been pretty solid um, through three weeks. I know it kind of gets overshadowed by how bad the Broncos defense was in week two, or sorry, week three, but Russ was you know decent in that game. He's put up respectable fantasy production, and this is also a really strong matchup here against the Bears. I view Russell Wilson as like a back-end QB1 this week, so definitely playable. I don't think you can say you're like ecstatic to play Russell Wilson, but I do think he's definitely someone who could slot in your lineup. And then for the Bears, I do want to talk about Justin Fields here because I've seen it in my comments. People are 100% souring on Justin Fields. And through three weeks, there is no doubt you probably drafted Justin Fields as the QB5, QB6, QB7, somewhere in there. You thought he'd be a locked in starter. I considered him in that tier of quarterbacks where I didn't even want to go out and get a quarterback too because Justin Fields was always going to be locked into my lineup. So he has been a massive disappointment through three weeks. 
But here is why I think you guys should strongly consider holding on to Justin Fields. And if someone is willing to just, you know, trade him or drop him for pretty much nothing, I would be very interested in going out picking up Justin Fields. I've talked about this a ton of different times, but Justin Fields doesn't have to be a great or even good or even average real-life NFL quarterback to deliver great fantasy production. We saw last season, he got off to a really slow start in terms of uh, his fantasy production. They started to use him more, um, you know, designed runs, getting him more comfortable in stuff that fits his skill set, and he dominated over the back half of the season. We're talking 25 plus points per game the last nine games of the season. So we literally just saw one year ago, he started really slow, then tore it up. Justin Fields has a ceiling that not a lot of other quarterbacks can touch. And you going out and dropping him for a Matthew Stafford or, you know, guys in that tier, the Matthew Staffords, even, you know, Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, those guys, they may be safer options week to week. But Fields is a guy where if he gets it together, he can be a league winner for you, especially if you're now getting him for free. And if you did draft him, it's just taking a huge loss by completely bailing on him. Now, if he looks trash through the next, you know, one to two weeks, then I get moving off of him. But this is a defense that just gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. I would hold on for at least one more week because if Justin Fields goes out there, rushes for 100 yards and a touchdown, and you dropped him, you're going to be kicking yourself, you know, for the rest of the fantasy football season. So hold on for at least one more week. That would be my advice. I have him as a fringe play but I still think he's probably a QB1 this week just based on this matchup. We'll see if he's able to bounce back, but I would advise you guys to just wait a little bit longer there on Justin Fields. Now, the next matchup is going to be between the Ravens and the Browns. Lamar Jackson, you continue to fire him up as a high-end quarterback one. I was pretty hard on Deshaun Watson after week two. He did not look good. He looked significantly better here in week three, aside from the one weird play where he like chucked it 10 yards backwards. Um, everything else was pretty solid and he really didn't do a ton as a rusher. It was pretty much all as a passer. He looked very strong. So I think we're going to have to bump him up back to a start, probably on like the lower end here of the starts because this is a tougher matchup against the Ravens, but he is trending in the right direction, uh, Deshaun Watson. The next game is going to be between the Steelers and the Texans. For the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, just not fantasy relevant in one quarterback leagues. For the Texans, I have CJ Stroud bumped up to a fringe option. He has been wildly impressive through three weeks without having, you know, a ton of stacked weapons around him. This was a very unproven wide receiver core. Some of these guys have broken out, but still like in the grand scheme of things, Nico Collins or rookie Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, you know, this is not an insane group of weapons and CJ Stroud is still putting up strong numbers and that's with their offensive line very banged up. I think CJ Stroud is trending up rest of season. Once that O-line fully gets healthy, he could end up being someone who's considered a start if he keeps this up. The next game is going to be between the Rams and the Colts. For Matthew Stafford, kind of had his first real down game of the season, threw for 300 plus yards in both week one and week two. I like this matchup here against the Colts. They've been a favorable matchup for quarterbacks through three weeks. I think this could be a nice bounce back after a uh, tough loss to the Bengals on Monday Night Football. On the other side with the Colts, I'd be assuming that Anthony Richardson is good to go, already missed one game with a concussion. And I think what we've seen from Anthony Richardson out of two weeks tells us that he should be a locked-in start every single week. The rushing upside is completely there. He's looked solid as a passer, so he's going to be a start for me. The next game is going to be between the Buccaneers and the Saints. 
we kind of, I guess, unfortunately, if you're a Bucks fan, saw Baker Mayfield kind of come back down to earth against the Eagles. Not saying he's going to be miserable throughout the rest of the season, but not someone I want to be relying on in my uh, fantasy lineups. And then for the Saints, we'll see what uh, Derek Carr's status is. In my opinion, it doesn't really matter, at least at the quarterback position for these guys, because I'd be sitting Derek Carr. I would also be sitting uh, Jameis Winston. Then we're going to have the Commanders taking on the Eagles. Sam Howell coming off of a very tough game against the Bills. He draws another tough defense here against the Eagles. Not interested in playing Sam Howell. For Jalen Hurts, doesn't seem like he's 100% locked in. Um, you know, not producing as well as he was last season, but still someone you drafted him top three rounds. He's got to be locked into your lineup as a QB1. Next up is going to be the Bengals taking on the Titans. And at this point, Joe Burrow is a fringe option, and he's probably not a super confident fringe option. He's clearly playing through that calf injury. It really seems like the Bengals have mismanaged the situation. They tried to have him play through it early on. They went down 0-2, and now instead of having him you know, fully healed from that injury, he's still playing through it, which is definitely um, limiting him like we've seen through three weeks. The one kind of saving grace here is that this is a really solid matchup going up against the Titans, so that helps but he's definitely not at 100%, and I definitely don't think he's like a set-it-and-forget-it quarterback like we would have thought he was um, heading into the season. Moving over to the Raiders-Chargers matchup. For the Raiders, Jimmy G just not really relevant in uh, one-quarterback leagues. For the Chargers, even though Herbert is losing Mike Williams, I still think he's a solid start. He's looked impressive through three weeks. It's definitely a big hit, but hopefully we see a guy like Quinton Johnston start to uh, emerge here in his rookie season. Moving over to the uh, Patriots-Cowboys matchup. For the Patriots, we're going to be sitting Mac Jones. Tough matchup against the Cowboys and just doesn't have the uh, kind of capable weapons around him. For the Cowboys, not a great start to the season for Dak Prescott, especially fantasy-wise. He's going to be a fringe option as like a high-end QB2, but he definitely hasn't gotten off to the uh, best of starts. We are going to have the Cardinals taking on the 49ers, and I do have Josh Dobbs as a sit here. Honestly, great story to start off the season. Dude's barely been with the Cardinals. He's the starter. They take down the Cowboys. Got to feel good about it. Fantasy-wise, not super interested, especially against this 49ers defense, but a very good story. And then for the 49ers, I think Brock Purdy's a solid start this week. Even though the Cardinals just shut down the Cowboys, I do think this is a somewhat favorable matchup here for Brock Purdy. And surrounded by these weapons, he's going to produce Debo, Ayuk, CMC, Kittle. I like Brock Purdy as a starting quarterback this week. Then we are going to have the Chiefs taking on the Jets. Probably the clearest start and the clearest sit in this entire video. You fire up Patrick Mahomes as a high-end QB1, and then you sit Zach Wilson on waivers. Should not even be rostered in your one-quarterback leagues and maybe even your uh, super flex leagues, if we're being honest here. And then the final game of the week, Seahawks taking on the Giants. I have both of these quarterbacks as fringe plays. Both have had at least one clunker. For Geno Smith, it was week one. He's bounced back. I think he's like a borderline quarterback one play. And then for Daniel Jones, he's had two rough performances, week one and week three. But to be fair, that was against the Cowboys and the 49ers. Really, really tough matchups. He had an impressive week two against the Cardinals. This is a solid matchup here against the Seahawks, very favorable for the quarterback position. So I do think Daniel Jones is a fringe option. If someone cut him, you're trying to stream quarterbacks, I would be very interested in firing up Daniel Jones in my lineup. But that is going to wrap it up for every single week four quarterback matchup. If you all enjoyed the video, hit that like button, consider subscribing to the channel. I have all my other positional start sets out today. So running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, go check those out if you are interested. 
Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.